0: How do you pray? Has anyone ever asked you that question? How did you answer? Growing up a Lutheran child, I don't remember anyone formally and intentionally teaching me how to pray. Everyone seemed to assume that I knew the basics. And even in confirmation instruction, the focus tended to be on what prayer was rather than on how to do it. Jesus' disciples came to him one day and asked, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. In response, Jesus spoke what Christians ever since have called the Lord's Prayer. The Bible is like that. There is no biblical book with the title, How to Pray. No ten easy steps to constructing a prayer. No method for perfect prayer. Just people praying. Just records of their prayers. So I'm not really surprised to find that Martin Luther, in his small catechism, continued in that biblical mode. When it comes to prayer, there's no theory in the small catechism. Instead, there are prayers. Prayers for morning and evening and mealtime. Both the morning and evening prayers begin I thank you, my Heavenly Father. That phrase, it seems to me, explains why it can be hard to pin down an answer to the question, How do you pray? The question isn't bad, but it's not the most important question to ask in relation to prayer either. The most important question is, to whom do you pray? The answer to that question, my Heavenly Father, leads us as baptized children of God into a life of prayer. My Heavenly Father, says Luther's morning prayer. God Almighty, who cares for us and has called us to be his own. The Father who gave his son into death and raised him to life again so that we might be forgiven and live forever. The Father who cares for us in all our needs The creator who holds all the worlds in the palm of his hand. The one who has given us the spirit, who prays for us even when we do not know what to pray. The God who wants to give lavishly to us every spiritual gift. So how we pray flows out of who our Father is, out of what Christ has done for us and from the Spirit given to us. Let's revisit my original question now with a slight change in emphasis. How do you pray? Think for a moment about your own life of prayer. We all pray at different times, and in different places. We gather in church and chapel to pray together. We find private, quiet time to bring our prayers to the Father. But wherever, whenever, and however we pray, we have this in common. We pray to a Heavenly Father who loves and cares for us, who knows our need and responds with his gifts. We find his promise to us in Psalm 145, as in many other places. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desire of those who fear him. He also hears their cry and saves them. So, we pray. We pray in response to our Father's command and promise. He asks us to pray and promises to hear us. We pray that our desire might be fulfilled. And we pray also that we would learn to desire for ourselves what our Father desires for us. So we pray. We pray for ourselves and for others. In this community, at this time of year, we are praying especially for those of you who have just received vicarage or internship assignments or calls. And to you in particular, I want to address a final question. How will you pray? Will you pray diligently and constantly with and for the people you are sent to serve? The ordination service asks the question this way. And will you be constant in prayer for those under your pastoral care? You will pray with your people, helping your congregation to be a community of prayer. You will pray for your people, standing with them in all their needs, above all, never neglecting their need for God's word and faith. And you will pray for yourself and for your ministry, that the Lord would work through you and that the name of Christ would be glorified in everything you do. Know also that there will be people in your congregation praying for you. You will face the temptation to get involved in the busyness of ministry, the busyness of meetings and visits and sermons and Bible studies, So you will face the temptation in all that busyness to neglect the oftentimes less visible business of prayer. And if you have found it difficult here at the seminary to pray faithfully, know that it will not suddenly get easier once you're out in the real world. Pastors and deaconesses and vicars, too, need to be reminded of the Christian's calling to pray. So listen to the promise once again. The Lord is near to all who call on him. How do you pray? We pray in many different ways, at different times, in different places, for many needs and desires. The one constant is the Father who hears our prayers, who listens to our cries, who receives our praise and thanksgiving, who has given us his Son, who forgives us and gives us life, who cares for us both in body and soul. Amen.